Last week, we looked at Paul's advice for women professing godliness. This week, we continue with Paul's teaching for widows, addressing not just the church's responsibility for widows, but advice for the widows themselves. Like last week's passage, he is showing women how they can grow strong in the Lord and not be led astray. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I'm excited to take you on a journey through the Bible, one woman at a time. We look at women you've heard about all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I love sharing them. Together, we discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. Paul brings up the subject of widows in 1 Timothy 5, 3-16. He is instructing the church members on the importance of taking care of widows, but he differentiates between what he calls true widows who are alone and those who have family to take care of them. In verses 5-6 through he explains, The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives. He clarifies even more who should be cared for when he advises that they should not be taking care of widows under the age of 60 unless they had been faithful to their husbands, respected in the community, and known for their good deeds. He explains why they should not care for the younger widows. He says that young widows get caught up in their physical desires and lose sight of their faith. If they have nothing to do with themselves, they grow idle, going from house to house spreading gossip and interfering in other people's business. It is for this reason, he says, the young widows should remarry so that they will keep busy and not fall into sin. He closes his widow discussion by telling everyone that if they have a widow in their family, they need to be taking care of her so that the church's resources can be used to help those who have no one. Wow, (laughs) Paul really packs a lot into those 13 verses. Some of his instruction seems rather odd to us, but if we study it in context and try to understand the situation as he saw it and what he was trying to say, it does make sense. So first, why was he even having this conversation? We know that throughout time, widows were placed in a difficult situation. Women generally depended on their husbands to provide financially for them. If their husbands died, they were left with no way to care for themselves. If they had family, however, grown sons or married daughters, then their families would have to take care of them. Nevertheless, many women fell through the cracks and were left destitute upon the death of their husbands. Jesus taught believers that they should care for the poor the widows, and the fatherless. The young churches were trying to do that, but it was taking its toll. There were so many, and it could be overwhelming. So Paul was helping them deal with the situation by narrowing it down to those who needed it most. First, he says that if widows have family, then the family needs to be taking care of them, not the church. 
In verse 4, he says, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. He points out there is a way for the children and grandchildren to show honor for their mothers or grandmothers, for this pleases the Lord. I love what he says in verse 5. The widow, who is really in need and left all alone, puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. We can take widow and replace it with anyone. Anyone who is really in need and alone learns to put their trust in God and pray night and day for God to help them. We hate to go through difficult times when we feel all alone, but it's through those times that we learn to put our faith in God. When we have no one else to depend on, we turn to Him in a way that we don't do when all is going well. What a contrast we have from the widow who is completely dependent on God to the one who lives for pleasure. Paul points out that the widow who lives for pleasure is spiritually dead. Rather than turning to God in her time of sorrow, she chooses to live as if there is no tomorrow with no consequences for her actions. Paul does not hold the church responsible for providing for widows who were living for themselves. If women had lived for themselves, the church was not responsible for them. Paul says in verse 11, to refuse the younger widows. This sounds harsh, but as we look at the verses that follow, he is just pointing out that younger widows need to keep busy. If they have no responsibilities, they can get into trouble by hanging out, spreading gossip, and becoming busybodies. The church doesn't want to encourage that behavior, so by refusing to take care of them, they're forcing the younger widows to keep busy and find ways to support themselves. Paul advises the younger widows to remarry. This is not because he feels it's better to be married than single, but because he knows that if the younger women get remarried, they will be kept busy raising children taking care of their household, and not having time to be led into unproductive behaviors. So how does all of this relate to us today? First, as a church, we need to be helping those who are unable to help themselves. Whether it's widows or poor, we can show the love of God by providing for those in need. On the other hand, Paul clarifies that we can't take care of everyone, and we need to concentrate our efforts on those who truly need help rather than those who have family or means of support. We are not called to enable others who need to take responsibility for themselves and their family. Then, as women, whether married or single, widowed, divorced, or never married, we need to spend our time caring for others rather than living for ourselves. It is not good to be idle or to waste away our days. We need to make every moment count, doing good and not evil all the days of our lives. How are you spending your time? Are you using it for God's glory or your own? 
Let's make sure we're always living for eternity and not for the moment. Lord God, thank you for the reminder to watch out for and care for those in need. Help us to honor our parents, caring for them in their old age, just as they cared for us in our youth. Please give us insight to know who it is that needs our care. Help us to avoid enabling those who need to turn to you. Fill our days with worthwhile work. Grant us wisdom to know what it is that you would have us to do. Forgive us those times we grow idle and engage in gossip and meddling. Help us to do better. We love you so much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes this week's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we look at the Titus woman. If you listen to All God's Women each week, I'd love to hear from you. Write a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Message me on Facebook. Comment or email me through my website. Let me know what you like and what you'd like to see. I'm excited for what God has in store for us in the year to come. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.